You're listening to Modern Romance with Nicole, a show about today's unconventional dating scene. You'll hear stories and insights from my guests and my own personal life on the journey of dating to find love. Enjoy the show. Hey lovers, happy new year and welcome back to Modern Romance. Today's guest, Lucy, is a relationship coach and she hails from Michigan. We have something in common when it comes to dating and that's we both got into relationships with a friend. On this episode, we discuss that transition from being friends into dating, using technology for communicating, and embracing our past love lives. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, Lucy, thanks for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. Well, tell us where, where you're from and how you got to become a coach. Yeah, so I am from Michigan and I got to be a coach in sort of a roundabout way, um, which I think is kind of similar to every coach's story at this point. But essentially, uh, before COVID, I was a yoga instructor, I was a fitness instructor, and I had just started to get into doing some health coaching. But then with the pandemic, everything shut down. And so I was like, cool, it's time to pivot because all of my work is gone. So what does my heart want to do? Like, what do I want to do on a very soul level, as well as what is something that I think I would want to do long-term as a career. And I got introduced to the wider scope of the coaching world outside of health coaching. And that's where my coaching journey began. What was it like in Michigan? Mm-hmm. like dating and socializing. And I don't know if you've ever been to New York, but how do you, how do you think it compares? Yeah. So I've been to New York uh, a couple times at this point. And I would say that dating in Michigan it's just everything's a lot more spread out for starters. So you kind of have to like, you have to go downtown to go to a bar. You have to go downtown to go to a restaurant. Um, I would also say that in Michigan, it's kind of like every area has a different type of like person. You know, if you go to um, cities, people tend to be more outgoing, but also not, you know, like the vibe is different. Um, Whereas if you go out to the suburbs, like it's just a different kind of vibe there too. So I have to imagine, you know, if we're talking about New York, both as the state, I'm sure it has some similarities there of like in the different area of the state, you're going to get different things. But if you're talking about New York City, I'm sure it's very, very much like a hustle and bustle. Everyone's trying to get somewhere. Um, There's a lot of people. And so there's a lot of opportunities to meet people and go to bars and restaurants and stuff like that. But also it's a certain kind of vibe and people tend to be looking for a certain kind of things. So I would say at least in Michigan, dating feels slower. (laughs) Um, If I had like, if I had to make an assumption, I would say dating in Michigan feels a little bit slower. Whereas I think in the city, it's probably a little bit more bang, 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 like people got things to do. Um, So it's, it's just sort of turned up in the the time spectrum. You described it pretty spot on. (laughs) (laughs) But like, yeah, I would, I would say that the pace is faster here. Everything yeah. Same thing with the suburbs. I feel like in the suburbs, you do get like a slower pace. Mm-hmm. New York in general, it does have like a higher pace, but then when you go to the suburbs, things are a little bit slower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would definitely say that. And I would also say like, if you're kind of going out to the suburbs, you even just have more of the energy of like 
staying put and like settling down a little bit more. Whereas I think like cities, there's just a lot of flowing energy within it. It's like, don't get me wrong. People still settle down in a city, you know, mm-hmm. raise families in a city. Oh yeah, it's, it's definitely possible. Energy quality, right? As of, like, when you think of the suburbs, like the general picture is, oh, I'm going to settle down with my family out in the suburbs. Whereas city, it's very much the attitude of professional life and drive and success orientation. Yeah, definitely. So tell us how your current relationship is going. How did you end up together? Yeah, so my current relationship is going really, really well. <laughs> I'm very pleased with my current relationship. We um, we officially got together about a year and a half ago. And I say officially because for about two years prior to that, we were kind of like, Everybody could tell that there's something there, but we weren't in a place to like settle and call it a relationship. Um, but my my current partner and I were friends before we got together and we were about friends for, I want to say two, two and a half years. And then when everything in COVID kind of started and settled, I realized that I was missing him more Aww. than, you know, I would miss just a, a friend and he had similar feelings. And then I was like, okay, let's actually just explore what this is because we both got to places where we felt like we could do that um, both internally and externally in our lives. Yeah. I think we both have that in common, our current relationships. Yeah. We we're, were friends with the first, but the people that we're with, um, do you think that it's necessary to be friends first before like getting into relationship and, and dating the person Yeah, you know, I don't think it's necessary to be friends beforehand, but I do think that you have to date someone you would be friends with. You know, it's not so much about being friends first. It's just, is this a person you would have been friends with? Is this a person you would have had that compatibility with beforehand? You know, I read this quote somewhere and it was like, what's, what makes people compatible I can't remember where I read it from. And it wasn't sex. It wasn't looks. It was intelligence, which I thought was interesting. It was actually, if you can have a conversation with somebody, if you can, mm-hmm. if, you think, if you think about it, you have to grow old with this person, their, their beauty fades, their brains probably fade, everything fades. But if you can keep going and do you want to talk to this person? It's like communication breeds connection. So like if you're able to talk with your partner and to keep holding that conversation and able to bring something new to the conversation or different flavors, different interests, different places to connect on, I think that's a huge, huge piece of compatibility because you're right, like things fade over time. But if you can keep the connection brewing, if you can keep the compatibility between the two of you, I do think that's what strengthens a relationship to become long lasting as opposed to short term bliss. Mm -hmm. And friendships in relationships, how do you think that deepens the connection? So for us, what I think the biggest thing that I noticed is the the qualities that made us friends into partners they see the same like our values are, were the same before we were in a relationship and they were the same now that we're actually in the relationship with each other i would say like what has shifted since being friends to becoming you know boyfriend girlfriend partner whatever you want to call it is that there's the physical intimacy component on top of it you know that that we're intimate with each other but I would also say like the depth and the way that I know him has shifted and so like what I mean by that is like yes I knew his interests yes I knew his values but the depth of his world I think that I got I got a better look at that 
when we stepped into a more intimate dynamic. So yes, how he views the world, but also how he really views the world, like how he really thinks about things, how he really feels. I think that's something that I I got some of it, but I didn't get the whole depth of it until we were in an actual relationship with each other. I feel like when you're friends first, there's like a deeper understanding, not just what they like, what they don't like, Mm -hmm. It's more of like, how are they going to react to certain things? And, mm-hmm. you know, how, how will this person feel? Like, how does my boyfriend feel when I say these things, when I do these things? And you know, it's so scary half the time. Yeah. He already knows how I'm feeling before I yeah. even say it, yeah, <laughs> which I is like a plus. It, it can also be like a negative because then it's like when you're arguing, like he already knows what you're going to say, but it's kind of yeah. cool to like have someone already know you on in different levels. Yeah. And I also think that too what what being friends beforehand does is there's less pressure when you actually get into the relationship because i think that so much of the dating process is figuring out if you're compatible with somebody whereas if you have a friendship with somebody you already know you're compatible you already know that you have similar interests or similar ways of thinking about things or things in common you share values whatever but the pressure isn't on because as soon as you start opening up your heart in a very intimate way that's where I think a lot of people go oh I'm at risk here hold on I'm vulnerable like are are you going to hurt me like is this going to end up hurting me because we're not actually right for each other. Whereas like when you actually know each other beforehand and you get into a romantic relationship, it's like, oh no, you know me, like, you know, what makes me tick, you know, what, you know, rubs me the wrong way. You know what I'm interested in. And I already know like we're compatible with each other. So now we just get to go deeper or to, to learn more about each other in a different you get to way. enjoy the things that, yeah. you know, instead of having to start from square one, which exactly. isn't also, which isn't a bad thing too. Not a bad thing. It's not necessary you know to like be best friends with this person beforehand Uh Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it just saves a lot of the (laughs) legwork yes yes it alleviates some of that yeah (laughs) so I feel like nowadays it's really hard to gauge someone's personality like through through an app through an email through like a group chat even when I'm like in a group chat like I'll get a message from a friend and I'm like is this person mad at me they didn't say lol in the background (laughs) do you think that technology is making are breaking our relationships? Mm, if, if I had to pick one, like if someone was like, no, you have to choose one or the other, I would say it's probably helping ultimately. I do believe that ultimately it is a helpful tool, but I think like with any tool, it can be helpful or hurtful depending on how you use it. So I think that the the curse of dating apps of social media is you simply do not know the full picture like you already did not have the full picture of somebody just by meeting them in person you further don't know the full picture of somebody by what they post on social media because they get to direct the spotlight of what they want you to see on their life and so they can highlight some parts and they can completely avoid other parts of themselves on both sides are relevant information for you in terms of choosing if they're going to be your partner or not so I think that like um, on the, you know, uh, this is kind of hurtful end of the spectrum. It's a lot of people can keep some things private or just not be fully honest about who they are, what they're actually looking for. And if you two are compatible in the mix of that. On the other hand of things, I think that I just think back to situations like, yes, and in, in dating, it's a little bit different, but I can connect to my family in the UK 
because of technology. So that's been a comp- like such a useful tool that my 91 year old grandmother knows how to FaceTime. Like that's priceless because now I get to talk to her. And in the dating world, it can be really beneficial because we are busy. You know, we do have lives that we are some of us working nine to five jobs. And the fact that we can take 20 seconds out of our day to send someone a love note through a text message because we're thinking of them and give them a little bit of, "Mm, that was nice in the middle of our day is like, also priceless because it it allows us to keep that connection. So I think it's a blessing and a curse. Ultimately, I think that it is a really, really good tool. I just don't think we use it as a good tool half the time. I agree. I agree. Especially with stalking and cyber stalking. That is, I think a big problem. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And both on a very like are you safe level, like, like physically safe level, because there are people who can stalk and get all of your information without you knowing, but also just from an emotional level, you know, like, oh, that ex you broke up with, you're going to go cyber stalk him because, you know, you think that's the thing you want to do when really that's just going to hurt you so deeply emotionally. So it's on a lot of levels. I think that it can be just really damaging. Um, and it's, it's part, yeah, just partly how you use it. Mm-hmm. So how do you think we can show up authentically, whether it's on an app, whether it's on um, a group chat, if it's through a text message, what, what are, what's some advice you would give? I think I, I would first check in, in terms of showing up authentically, I think part of that is what are you choosing to show up on social media for? What are you choosing to show up in text messaging for? So just kind of like looking at your intentions and your motives to begin with is probably a good place to start. So for example, if you are sending a really hard to send text message about hey, I don't think we're a good fit to be in a relationship with each other. This is my version of ending the relationship via text message. Like that's going to come off a certain kind of way. So do you even need to be online to express yourself authentically in that moment? Or can you do something like that in person where really that would be more beneficial to you, to the other person, because you can get to connect in that way um, on a more emotional level, you get to see the whole picture. Essentially, you get to hear the tone of the voice, you get to see their facial expressions, you get to be in the presence of their energy. And I think inherently, the more of that you can bring into social media, the more authentic you are going to be. If people can go, go back to what they know, in terms of like humanity, I think we're all going to be better off because we, the way that language developed is actually really interesting. I did, um, I did a course called <laughs> Insta Worthy Boundaries, which was talking about like social media and how you can like clearly communicate on social media. And part of what I went into is just the history of how language was developed. Like the very first thing that humans used to engage with each other was physical expression. Oh, and that's Yeah. And that showed a lot about a person, right? It was like, You can tell someone's angry when their face is scrunched up and they're banging walls. That's an authentic expression of their emotional world. Over time, that developed into vocalization. You know, like the the voice started to drop, the language started to drop, voice started to happen, and we started to be able to communicate through grunts, through moans, that kind of thing, which then developed into language. Um, And so it's just interesting because the way we originally communicated with other people to express ourselves, to express our intentions, our motives, who we were, it was through physicality and then voice and somewhere in the mix of like voice pictures, you know, because people were 
drawing on cave walls and all that kind of stuff. So if you're thinking about that, like part of how you can show up more authentically online is to see how much more of natural ways of communicating you can bring into the conversation. So emojis, you know, pictures, emojis are actually one of my favorite things because it can show how you actually feel a little bit more than just words. So if you say KK with an angry face or KK with a smiley <laughs> face, that's two different meanings and the other mm. person's going to get that. Um, whereas like if you just do the straight up KK, who knows? <laughs> you know, be, this person could be angry. Yeah. They could be. <laughs> they could be angry. They could be fine. They could be in the middle of a work thing. You just don't know. Yeah. So I think like the more you can bring yourself into social media, the better. If you can send a voice note instead of a text message, if you can send a video instead of a text message, you know, just the different ways in which you can bring yourself, quite literally yourself, into the the social media sphere. I think the better off you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Do you and your boyfriend use emojis? <laughs> <laughs> we use gifts a lot of the time. <laughs> it's actually really funny. Like there's some, we, okay. I'll let you in on something. Um, we use gifts a lot. Um, and in the morning, part of the way I communicate with my partner, he's really lovely and sweet. And when, when um, I'm over at his, his place, he'll just make me a cup of coffee in the morning and he wakes up way before I do. He works in like the healthcare system. So he wakes up super early. Um, and then on the weekends, he still wakes up early because he's used to waking up. So he'll get up and I'll just send him coffee gifts and coffee emojis and like that kind of stuff. And then cats drinking coffee. <laughs> and then, and then 20 minutes later, I have a cup of coffee in my hand. <laughs> so we totally do. Um, if he's tired at work, he'll send me dogs falling asleep. So yeah, we definitely, we definitely do utilize that sort of stuff on social media. I feel like it's so playful at the same time. Yeah. It's like, it's funny to see the kinds of gifts people come up with. Yeah. <laughs> and his game has definitely improved since we were friends the first time. I remember, I think the first, like, I, I say gif. I don't know if it's gif or gif, but. I don't I know say, either, actually. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those, like, age-old, you know, social media terms that we'll debate about for probably 10 more years. But, <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, but his first, the first gif he ever sent to me was a guy playing a trombone, and it made no sense at all. And I was like, this is interesting. Um, it's improved since then. I, I can't even remember the context, but his game has definitely improved on the on the gif front. <laughs> what was a trombone supposed to be? Yeah, it was. A, I was so I do remember it was the first time that I was trying to make plans with him because, okay, backstory a little bit of our partnership is I. I met him and I thought he was cute. I knew I wanted to get to know him more. And then I chatted with a friend of mine who's like, oh yeah, you know, he doesn't really date. And my words to her, well, that's going to change. Um, and so I did a little bit more of the pursuing at, at first and he definitely made up for it um, after that. But like I pursued a little bit more at first. And I was like, hey, like, let's hang out. Like we can go, you know, to the park or your apartment or like whatever. Like, let's spend some time together. Let's get to know each other. Um, and I think I said something along the lines of like, hey, yeah, I'm so excited to see you. It's going to be so much fun. And then he sent me back like a trombone thing. So I think it was supposed to be like a funny, like, let's have fun kind of thing. But it made no I sense. thought I was going to say, is he like a musician? But then I realized you said that he's in healthcare. So I was like, yeah. There might, there might be an inside joke there. No, 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 no. He he started to learn the ukulele, but that's about it. Yeah. Oh, that's a good instrument. I love, yeah. I love the ukulele. I love the ukulele too. 
so you did a little bit more of the pursuing in the, yeah. in the beginning. Yes. <laughs> how, how did he handle that? Was he taken aback? Did he actually like that about you in the beginning? Mm, I, I have to imagine that he did like it about me. Um, and he's a very lovely person, but he jokes that half the time people are afraid that he's mad at them because he's pretty quiet and a little bit more like I think the word stoic, he's just a little bit more inwards to himself. So I think at first he, he needed that. I think at first he needed a little bit more of the pursuing, a little bit more of the clear, Hey, I'm interested. But then after that, I, I have to be very honest. Like he pursued a hell of a lot more than I gave back, <laughs> you know, for a good two years. Um, he, he was doing a bit more of like the chasing and the clear like expressions of, no, I want to be in a relationship with you. And it was a lot of me being like, oh, wait, actually I have a lot of unhealed trauma, you know, that I haven't worked through yet. So this isn't going to work. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how that happened. I did the initial like, Hey, here I am. Um, and then this was before or after you guys were friends for a while. So this was, so that was at the start of us becoming friends in general. We, um, we met through a, a a game called groundies, um, at, at the park. (laughs) Um, my, my friends are really interesting. We're all a bunch of adults that like playing, you know, weird games. Uh, (laughs) What's wrong with that? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is like a park game and I met him there and this was my first interaction with him. So my first interaction with him was like, Oh no, I'm interested in like you in a romantic capacity. And it very quickly like went into a friend category. Um, partly because we just wasn't, we weren't a good match for each other at the time. Um, we both had different things that we were working through different desires out of a relationship, different intentions. And that ultimately put us into the friend category as opposed to the dating category. So when did it hit you that like, oh, I think I want to move out of this category or maybe there's something there that wasn't there before? Yeah. So the the big clear thing was when, when we weren't able to interact with each other during the start of the pandemic, but I would say overall, it was when I realized that everything I was looking for in a partner and in a relationship was right in front of me. And I just wasn't letting myself have it more than anything else. And both what I was looking for in a relationship and also the kind of man I was looking to be in a relationship with and also just him. (laughs) So it was kind of like a couple phases. It was, oh shoot, I'm saying I want all these things in a relationship, but I'm still pursuing people who at the end of the day don't have the emotional availability or don't have the time availability or don't have the desire to be in a committed partnership. But I'm directing all my time and attention to those people, either because that's what I think I deserve, that is what I'm used to, that is the kind of flair that I'm attracted to that always hurts me in the end. And after I went through that realization, a lot of things started to shift pretty quickly. Um, And I started to get really clear on what it it was I actually wanted. And what I actually wanted was someone who thought of me first in the morning. I wanted somebody who was able to like be my partner and be like committed to developing that relationship. So that was the first phase of it. And then the second phase of it was like, again, doing all the inner work to actually let me myself have it because 
that was a whole thing. Um, and then the layer on top of it was just realizing that he was an incredible person. <laughs> and oh. I had already, I had already knew that, you know, it's not that it was something that I didn't know. It's just, it, it was one of those things that, oh, this is an incredible person. And also everything that I've been looking for to be in a relationship with, you know, and I didn't like click the two of the things together at the time. <laughs> it's so funny that you're saying all this. Cause I, I feel like it's sort of identical with how my relationship kind of blossomed because I used to date my my boyfriend back when I was younger. And then we went from being dating to being friends and then back to dating. And mm-hmm. I do believe there's some sort of like timing, yeah. um, you know, aspect to it. You could be right for each other, but there's always that if you're not ready and he's not ready, then it's not going to work. But yeah. no matter what, things are meant to be if they're meant to be. I hate saying that because it's so yeah. cliche, but I, I do believe that you know, if it's meant to be, then it will happen for you. I definitely believe that. I, and yeah, everything that you said, because if it's meant to be, it'll be. And at the time I would not have been able to hold a relationship with him. So it's like not even not being able to be in it, but I wouldn't have been able to maintain it because I didn't have the tools. I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't have the skills at the time. I didn't have the awareness Mm -hmm. and And I think to myself, like in reflection of that time, how lucky am I that I did wait? Like how lucky am I that actually I held off until I could actually hold this relationship because I now know what I didn't know then. And that's not saying that you have to keep improving or whatever to to be in a relationship. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like in this particular instance with this particular person, we, we wouldn't have worked. And we both knew that. And that's why we didn't enter into the relationship. But but now that, you know, we're a couple years out, you know, we're both a couple years older. We've had different experiences. We know more about ourselves, about what we're looking for. We're just a good match now. And, and I also think back to like previous relationships before Nate and think about like, oh, that was a good relationship for then. You know, that was the right relationship. It fit me then, but it doesn't fit me anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that, um, yeah, I I very much had that experience. Did you have that experience with uh, your current partner? Yeah. It's so crazy because I actually had a dream. I have these weird (laughs) dreams about exes and I think it's like my brain's like way of kind of giving closure to some yeah. of those old like relationships and I remember thinking to myself if it was five years ago I would have really enjoyed that dream but now I don't because now I see like kind of yeah. what you said earlier about like you kind of have to go through it you kind of have mm-hmm. to be aware of like your own mistakes and it's so crazy because it's like if it weren't for all of those mm-hmm. all of those experiences you wouldn't you probably wouldn't be where you are today and like I think I think my stars, you know, my higher power that like, I actually went through all of that. Yeah. Even, and even though it was painful, even though I've, I've been through a lot, it's, it all mattered in the end. It all mattered in the end. And also you are now able to, this is how I think about it. Like you are also able to hold space for somebody in a different way because you went through those experiences. Like I think about both myself and how I've been able to hold myself so much more differently now like when I have a conflict with Nate, 
I don't spiral out for a couple of days. I trust that we can have a conversation and work through it. So like emotionally, I can hold myself in a different way. And when a friend comes to me sharing like her relationship difficulties, I can make space for that and hold her in a different way. Same for, you know, like my clients and stuff like that. It's just, I can hold space in a different way than I was able to before because I went through those experiences. And also now I have experiential knowledge that I can apply this is something I think about, like, it's, it's all well and good reading all the books and watching, you know, the Ted talks and all that, but having an experience is, is a depth of knowledge that is uncomparable, I think, to books or TV shows or anything. Or even advice from like your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like your friends could tell you like, don't date that guy. And you're like, (laughs) okay, but I'm going to do it. Let me just see. Let me just see if it's hot. (laughs) You know what? You you, you have to do it. I mean, even if you do, even if you don't, you're always going to wonder what would have happened and being able to say like, I'm never going to do it again. That's worth the price. (laughs) It is. It really is. And and yeah, just to further echo what you said, like sometimes you got to get burned like you do to learn. And that's part of being human. And so I think that, yeah, I just think my lucky star is all the time, you know, like, yep, you know, it sucked. And I came out the other side and I'm better for it. So that's, that's definitely how I think about it. <laughs> I'm so glad you feel that way. I'm glad you feel, feel that way too. <laughs> <laughs> so Lucy, um, what are you currently working on now? And if there's anything you want to share with our listeners, any programs or projects? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what I'm working on right now is I'm mostly focused on my one-on-one clients at the moment. So if anybody is thinking that they want support around relationships, personal empowerment, mindset, definitely feel free to reach out to me. Um, And then in 2022, I'm actually going to be starting a mastermind, which is a small group coaching program. So if you would like to shift your mindset, your emotions around dating, relationships, self-love, while also also being in sisterhood and community, um, definitely reach out and ask about that as well. Well, thanks for joining us, Lucy. Thanks so much for having me. 